0: Do you love to talk about books? Do you wonder how authors build their stories? Each month, I'll take you on the journey of discovering how authors work. Listen to how writers explain their craft and the mission behind their writing with The Nature of Authors. I'm your host, Chrissy Holm. Let's talk books. Let's roll out the red carpet for the next episode of The Nature of Authors with two special guests, Ash and Marcus Cousy also known under the pen name A.M. Cousy, co-authors of several romance novels, including Brave Love. Today, we're talking about romance, writing, and plotting stories for two. Hello, Ashley Marquez. How are you both doing? Good. Good. Uh, we just yeah. put the kids to sleep. They're still awake, but they're being quiet, so <laughs> oh, we Yes. I hear that. Yeah. We just put our daughter to bed too. So hopefully she stays asleep. (laughs) Well, thank you both so much for joining today and jumping on Chris's author crew, I'm super excited to talk to you both about your novel Brave Love and just really all of your books and who you are as a couple, who you are as co-authors and all the lovely things. So I'm so happy to have you. I usually typically do like an icebreaker that's related to outdoors and nature because that's one of my big passions. And then we'll do a quick game of a would you rather, but I've got a little spin on it. So we'll have some fun to start. So the first question is, what's your favorite outdoor activity to do in the fall time? Probably apple picking. We do a haunted walk.
1: During the daytime, they let you just walk in it. And so it's not as scary for the kids. So we usually do that every year. We haven't done it this year yet. Yeah. Yeah. I just
2: enjoy being outside and having the change of scenery and the air. That's what I like about it.
0: Absolutely, I love both of those because it and they kind of go on hand in hand too. Like when you're apple picking, it's not something that you're necessarily seeing or doing every single day. So I love that. And I I think I saw on your guys' Instagram a few days ago, maybe that you went on a hike. So fresh air is always good for the soul. <laughs> well, now we're gonna do the game. Are you both familiar with would you rather questions? Yeah. Do you yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right, so we're gonna play Would You Rather, but it's gonna be what would your partner rather? So it's kind of like a newlywed game ish. So you're gonna have to guess what each other would have said in the situation. So I've got a few of them. So the first question is: Would your partner rather live in a fairy tale or a romance novel? What uh, would they choose?
2: Sure, people, romance novels. That's for sure.
0: <laughs> really? Yeah.
2: I've... Sure, a fairy tale.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and are you correct are you both correct
2: for me doesn't really matter Mike, I would, I'm I would I... have picked fairy tale yeah,
0: yeah. Okay.
1: romance in those right but there's a lot more
0: other stuff too oh
2: okay I see that's interesting <laughs> I'm being
0: a...
1: okay.
0: <laughs> I love that I gotta add that one to the list of if somebody ever asks you that again <laughs> then you'll know <laughs> okay would your partner rather only read Romance or nonfiction for the rest of their life? Romance. (laughs) Nonfiction for him. (laughs) Yes. And you both are correct on that? Yes. (laughs) Nice. You know your partner. (laughs) All right. I've got two more. So would your partner rather only read books about love triangles or read books without any romance at all? I think... Are you picking it for me?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Okay, you go.
1: I think you would pick a book without any romance rather than reading a love triangle.
2: I think she would pick a book with a love triangle. I definitely wouldn't pick a book without romance or...
1: Or a love triangle.
2: Yeah, I'll pick a book without.
1: Without
0: one. So you both are correct, right?
2: Yeah.
1: Yes. Yeah. Uh, Love triangles are definitely not my favorite, but I'd rather read that than one without romance. (laughs) Right,
0: absolutely. All right, sweet one more question and then we'll dive more into your book brave love would your partner rather never love again or never read again oh my gosh hard one
2: when you say never love is it like do you mean like in case anything happens to me or (laughs) like Mm,
0: that's a good question
1: yeah let's do that (laughs) i think you would pick that you would rather never love again
2: that's true, thank you be the uh, same for you, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and then is are those both true, yeah, yeah, that's good well that you know that's fun. I hope that was a little entertaining, <laughs> I guess, maybe things that you might not get asked super often. Tell us a little bit about Brave Love and just maybe a quick synopsis, and we'll start there, yeah, sure, so Brave Love is book
1: seven, in our Shadow Co series, but it's written as a standalone, and we have our heroine who is Pippa. And she is a very kind and bookstore owner. She has epilepsy. And so she has a service dog with her. And her main thing is she really wants her independence and she doesn't want to be a burden on anybody. And she's got some like secrets, you know, in her past that she doesn't share with everybody. And then Mason is our hero. He's scarred physically and he is a vet and he's a single dad. His main focus is his daughter and just raising his daughter And his struggle is, is that usually when he's divided and he's focusing on more than one thing, whatever he's not focusing on, something happens. It's really negative. And so his thing is he's just hyper-focused on his daughter and being a good dad. And so obviously when you throw in Pippa to the situation, it's quite the distraction. So figuring out how to have love and take care of his daughter and be
0: vulnerable Mm -hmm. and how it takes you to be brave to be vulnerable. Yeah. Absolutely. Ooh, that sounds so good. And (laughs) it sounds like you both, I mean, I. well, that's going to kind of be my next question. What's the writing process like? But uh, it sounds like you've spent a lot of time, both of you spent a lot of time focusing on like the characters and developing just who they are as people. What helped you specifically with those characters? What brought you the ideas of those characters? And then what is your process since they're co-authors? I mean, that's a unique experience too. I'll answer the first question then you can answer the process question
1: because
0: I know that's what you want to (laughs) do.
1: Mason, the hero, was in my head from the very first book in the series. and He was kind of just the background character until the last few books where he came out as a friend and a helper. So he was just the quiet, burly security guard at their shipwreck bar in the town with scars and nobody really knew too much about him. And then later on in the series it's hinted that he's a single dad and that he lost his wife in a tragic way and we don't know really why and so then I was just so eager to to dive into his story for his his story
0: yeah I love it I love it I love it and it sounds like he's kind of built himself like throughout is he continuing like through the series too yeah yeah Mm -hmm. their book is book
1: seven and there's more book after that to finish Got
0: it. Awesome. Thank you for explaining. And then the process question to you, Marcus.
2: Okay, so with the characters, with the story grid methodology, right? One of the things in a novel or a love story is that they're going to have the breakup scene. And instead so going to have the breakup scene, the best way to do the breakup scene is to be based on their fears or things that they have to change or grow to be able to find the love or meet the love that they deserve. And so when we are crafting the characters, we look at characters that have different issues or struggles so that the other character can help them grow or or overcome that and become better in the process. And then the other thing also is because we are an interracial couple, we try to have a diverse cast of characters in our books. And so with Paper, for example, we wanted to write about a Puerto Rican heroine. And so she is male, but then she identifies as a Puerto Rican. And that was one of the things that we added in crafting her story. And also she's a heavy woman and so that when you read a book you get that sense of her character and how she carries herself and how confident she is and how she loves everybody in the town and what her goals are in life based on her past also and so okay. those are the things that we look at when you're crafting the characters and then we create the character profiles and then from there we go ahead to craft the plot of the story and then go into the writing and all that kind of stuff yeah ah.
1: actual profiles for each so we're like okay this is the basic character this is their his past history like their family of origin what like and then we go into okay this is going to be their flaws these are going to be their fears these are going to be their false beliefs that they believe based on their past history or trauma this series is very big on different sorts of trauma
0: so yeah wow that's so cool i love the detail that goes behind that process and there's a lot of thinking and probably talking back and forth with each other. I was like, is this really what we want that character to be like? And so on and so forth. So that's incredible. Do you guys like use a Excel, like a spreadsheet kind of a thing? Or is it an actual, and you say character profile. I use, I go through the book. Is it Emotional Wounds?
2: Yeah, there's the Emotional Theros. I've learned the author's name, but it's a series of books, seven or eight books. And so- those books and then when you pick out each book based on the emotional wounds it gives you a list of flaws and character traits that the character is going to have and then based on you pick whatever one will fit the story that you are trying to create and then help you measure the story
1: right so i write down their fears their false beliefs that they believe about themselves
0: or the world and then the responses that they can have and Mm -hmm. things that got it Oh, I love that a ton. So when I'm doing writing too, it's I'm looking up the emotions and I write memoir. So it's a little different, but it's okay. How is this person, this person, me (laughs) reacting to a certain situation? So I love that you're taking a resource and really just building off of it. Cool. I was looking up your book, Define Gravity, and you talk about racism and police brutality, both of which are really important topics to talk about today. And I know that we can't solve these issues in just one conversation, one question. So, what do you both feel is the bigger mission in telling those stories? And what do you think your stories will do to help change the world, if that's kind of your perspective?
1: All our stories are written with the intention that you're getting more than a romance. We really do like each of our books have different themes, especially in the Shattered Cove series. And that series is really where I found my writing voice and I could explore the concept of trauma and finding love and healing without it being codependent. So in Define Gravity, which is, I know I'm not supposed to, but that's definitely one of my favorites in the series. Uh, <laughs> we knew that we had an opportunity to tell a story. And when it came to me, I know what we have to do, I know what the story is insane. Marcus and I was like this is what we need to do and we started I started crying like that's how affected we were by the book and because it does hit so home to us and so many families out there with people of color it's definitely heavy on our hearts we just felt like you know what we have an opportunity here to tell a story and I went into it with the intention of getting white women readers to read it and to hopefully have some more empathy. And even though I'm white and even though I will never understand what it is like to be black or live in a world where I'm judged solely by the color of my skin, Mm -hmm. I can empathize to a point. And I just wanted to get other people to open their eyes and see oh, I get it now, I get it a little more now, Mm -hmm. and have them be more aware and open their eyes so that they can do something about it. And since the book has been out, I've had several white women reach out to me and say, I get it now, Mm -hmm. I want to do more now, and I'm going to educate myself and I'm going to stand up and say something. Mm -hmm. And I've had black women reach out to me and say, I feel seen and heard with this. And thank you for going there and tackling these issues that a lot of people don't want to touch, especially in romance.
2: That was the main goal. Initially, when Ash was like, this is a theme that we should... Books, so I was like, I think it's a little bit controversial. Let's just shove it for time, A little bit of time. And then, you know, she was like, she really wanted to do it. I was like, okay, let's do it. We talked to our sensitivity editor and then she was like, you should do it. And so we did that. And actually the book was... I would say, written completely before the whole George Floyd, everything.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So we were, I've been putting it out. And then our the editor, she's Blockman Benita. And then she said, we should put it out. It's a story that people need to hear and people need to read right now. And so we're able to put it out. And we're really We're, we're really happy. The feedback we've got a lot of readers. And it's the book that a lot of people want to they read. They're like, I'm so happy I read this book and now they can empathize and see what a black person or person of color goes through because of their color of their skin.
0: Absolutely, yeah. I know I don't have a lot of words right now because I just, I think these are the important things that need to be talked about. And even the fact that you both had written this before george floyd like that's going to show that this has been an issue it's not just because of george floyd it's been years 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 you know (laughs) of these issues that need to be addressed and the stories need to be told so i know sometimes it can be hard to talk about those things and uncomfortable maybe and i applaud you both for just being willing to work together to tell a story talking about those issues so Yeah. And George Floyd is very close to, I'm two miles from that area. So it was tough to see all that happening. So kind of in that same vein. So you write romance and let me give you a little background. When I was growing up, I grew up in a very religious house that was like, you can't talk about sex. You can't do anything like that and shame and all that kind of stuff. So does anybody in your family or friends or in your social circle, Have they disapproved of anything that you've written before or what kind of gets you over the hump of, okay, this might be controversial.
1: I too grew up in a very conservative religious house. So I think a lot of my family is like, what? You write what? My mom does read it. My grandmother used to read it. When it comes to the steamy scenes, they're like, I just skip over or something like that. But I also don't have contact with the rest of my family leading back to the racism stuff. So yeah, I think when you say I write romance or I read romance, you know, you're going to get some people who are like turning their noses up at you. And in the beginning, I was like, yeah, I write romance, you know, <laughs> but now I'm just, it's helped build my confidence writing and reading romance in so many different ways. And I just embrace it because I mean, you only live once and I know what these stories are and how much more they are and what I learned from them or how they help me escape from the day-to-day so it's nothing that I'm ashamed of
0: Oops. yeah oh that's inspiring Marcus it's, you have anything to add
2: most of my relatives probably haven't read the books but the one who's read the book he's enjoying the books he hasn't said anything like you stop writing or stop doing this he was pleasantly
0: surprised yeah. At them. so
2: yeah so my side I would say so far nothing really yeah
0: yeah that's good Yeah, and it's different experiences, and (laughs) that means you both are writing good books. (laughs) Got some positive reactions, (laughs) or just like, (laughs) whoa, but that's always good. So beforehand, I had asked if you have, like, a page in your book that you would like to read, if you want to grab that. And so basically, while they're getting everything collected, I had asked them to find a favorite line or paragraph in their novel, Brave Love, and if they wanted to share it. So, are you both ready? Yes.
2: Yeah. This is from *Defying Gravity.
0: <laughs> Perfect. Okay, cool. Thank you.
2: It's I'm pretty much reading. the end of the chapter yeah. of the book. They were just two broken people with jagged edges and sharp edges pairs together to make something whole, bound by the bonds of their truest love. And with this, it pretty much signifies the relationship between our hero and a heroine. The hero is a white police officer and then the heroine is a black woman. And throughout the story, you get to see how even though they were both from homes, I'd say more like
1: traumatic. traumatic
2: childhood, they were still able to discover love and be able to find the person that they wanted to spend the rest of their life with. And even though life threw them a lot of curveballs and things that they couldn't control. They were still able to use that to be able to strengthen their relationships so they can have a better future oh,
0: that's beautiful wow i love that <laughs> so good thank you. thank you and over to you yeah i'm gonna read it from
1: so define gravity my series along with in the gray those are my two favorites and they are the most emotional and in the gray quickly is it's a lot based on my own struggles with like mental health and depression and self-harm and so this quote is in reference to that okay when he finished mouth hovered over hers when you feel the urge to hurt yourself let me be there for you you're gonna have bad days and good days and i'm gonna be there for all of them he kissed her gently i'll dance with you in the light carry you in the darkness and love you in the
0: gray oh. Wow. That's so, that's great too. Oh, both of those lines. Wow. (laughs) So good. And I love that they both hit such a deeper feeling and meaning. And I can't even find the word, but it's just hitting it, you know, right in the chest that like some of those issues that are so difficult to talk about, whether it's trauma, depression, self-harm, like those are things that are reality for many, many people. So beautiful. I love them both. And yeah, thank you both for sharing. Do you always collaborate on your books? And how long have you been together?
2: We've been together since 2010. Collaboration on our books? Yes, we collaborate on all the books that we do. So I am more of the anarchical, and Ash is a creative. And so after we've plotted a story, done the chapter map, and everything, Ash will write the book and then as she's writing it i'm going to critique it chapter by chapter and also give her the male point of view and then if the pacing is slow help with the pacing and then once you're done with that then it goes to our structural editor and then once through our uh,
0: process through
2: yeah. our, our, our process. <laughs> and then, and i
0: this. love it to me it sounds like right side of the brain like creative and then more analytical side of the brain <laughs> what's stuff i hate to do <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love it. You're balancing each other out really well. <laughs> Who or what are some of your favorite romance books or authors? Brittany Cherry is one of my favorite authors. Mia
1: Sheridan, Colleen Hoover, L. Jackson, Maria Louise, Kennedy Ryan. Yeah, I mean, I keep going on, but <laughs> I love it.
2: I just started reading the Brown Sister series, book one, which I loved, and on the book two right now. So, in terms of romances, I personally didn't read a lot of fiction, and when I started reading fiction, like fiction. two years ago, this year I discovered the Brown Sisters. I'm reading that right now, so I think it's "I'm um, Gonna Live" Glory Brown or something like that.
1: Yeah,
0: that was the Life. first one. Yeah, mm-hmm. very cool. Oh, I mean, that's so great. I don't read a ton of romance myself, but I love to hear the different, I almost said artists. I mean, I guess it's art in a way, right? <laughs> but authors, and I, I love to be introduced to different types. I mean, similar to you, Marcus, I write a lot of nonfiction. So it's nice to jump into more of that fictional world because, I mean, I feel like, and maybe for you guys too, if it feels like it, it helps tell stories better or different more
2: than anything. Yeah, like with me, one thing from romances is that, as a guy, you learn a lot of things about what women want in a relationship. And other than talking to your partner, you also learn a lot of stuff. And I've learned a lot about things that now, personally, I think like, every guy needs to read a romance novel, like even one book a year, just so you can learn certain things from it. That is my own opinion, because there are a lot of valuable things that, the authors putting their romance novels are apparently mostly written by women, you learn a lot of things that you wouldn't find in a like a dating book or like a marriage book. Like they literally put a lot right on the page that you read it, you get it like, Oh, this is it. You can talk to your spouse, but you're like, Yeah, this is something I'm into, you know. Like personally I'm like, okay, look at their bookshelves, if they have romance novels, just pick one and read it because they'll probably underline their favorite parts and sections and they will be like, Oh, this is the pointless okay, then you take notes of that. So yeah
0: i love that that's so great and you do a pull quote for like something is every man should read a romance book that's good and you've got ash that's killing him with the words and bringing them in <laughs> awesome how did you two meet and when did you decide we're gonna re- well i guess this is part of books but we're gonna co-author books <laughs> We met in 2010
1: and we were both in Virginia trying to get back into college. We both had like taken a little break, but we worked at the same restaurant. And the first time I said hello to him, he totally ignored me. <laughs> and so I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And um, yeah. So come to find out we have a friend in common and he was talking to her and she was saying she had plans with me that weekend. Started asking questions about me. He friended me on Facebook commented on one of my photos and then we just started talking on Facebook and then it switched to texting and then he asked me if I wanted to meet up and we did and I think he he came to my apartment friends we just kind of hung out then we went to a club and we stayed up almost the entire no it was the entire night it was till the sun came up talking and it was just like this is me this is of life put everything out we're there very open about my that. husband isn't really he can't flirt he, you know he's I, gotten I don't know better how,
2: how to it, so. you're definitely
1: better this year you've been really actually okay. calm, things like that so yeah difference yeah. <laughs> and personality difference so yeah so <laughs> yeah and uh, yeah the rest and sister. we were married we were engaged a month and a half later and married five months after our first non-date but we were like you know what this might
0: work <laughs> oh that's so good i love it when you were at the club the first time do you remember like what was one song or that you danced to <laughs> i know it's a very specific question i know it's I-
2: actually like one of like where we were it's like kind of like um not like discreet but like a place where if you only go there if you know about a club someone like doesn't, yeah. you don't know about it yeah yeah so it's like a little discreet, so yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was fun. We had fun yeah. that night, and then um,
1: we actually started yeah. writing nonfiction books before we went into because we have an, another business with nonfiction
0: that has to do with relationships. So romance kind of ties right into that. <laughs> uh, yeah. oh, absolutely, that's so good. Thank you both for telling your stories of how we met and how the romance sparked <laughs> between you two. What is your next book coming out?
2: Our next book coming up is book eight in the Shadow Coast series. And that one will be January 6th next year. That's when it comes out.
1: Hope Between Us. And it's
2: that Hope Between Us. And the one, you get to meet the couple at the end of book seven. So what we do is in our books, when you finish reading the epilogue for that particular book, we give you the chapter one of the next book. And so you get to meet the couple over there and what their face is like yeah. while you wait for the book to come out.
1: Yeah. Single mom on the run. Yep and from a cult interesting enough and the hero is he's the owner of hope facility and so that's the facility that he created to take in displaced lgbtq youth and he runs that whole center for them
0: oh so good oh i love it and will that book be the last book in the series or you think you're going to keep going it will be the last book in the shattered cove series but we're staying in the shattered cove world
1: and we're just going to have spin-off series
0: Oh, I love that. I love that you can just keep rolling with it.
2: <laughs> There's a lot of stories in that world I want to tell, and we're actually plotting the new series right now, so that should be a fun one to write. Yes.
0: What do you do for researching characters? Do you do anything? Because, I mean, we've all got our different perspectives on who we are as people, and do you like, write what you know kind of a thing? Or if you don't know something, what's your research process like? So the whole Shutter
1: Co series idea came because I wanted to write about what I know, which is trauma. And I wanted to write in a way where you can see the different types and how it affects everybody differently, but you, there's still hope and you can still work through things and you can still find love and a healthy, happy love. But when it comes to something like I don't feel like Pippa had epilepsy and I'm not epileptic. I don't know anybody who's epileptic. So I did a lot of research on that. I went into Reddit and there was a very helpful epilepsy thread group on there, subgroup, I don't know what subreddit. they're called, subreddit. <laughs> I read it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, you got me. But I asked them if I could ask questions or have any couple people read our book so that they could get feedback and they were more than helpful. And we did have two or three beta readers who have experience either with epilepsy or helping and treating people with epilepsy to read the arc like an early manuscript beta read it and then they give us feedback and they critique things and like so when I describe how it feels to have a seizure and things like that that's really where they came and really helped us out there.
2: Really helpful because like when we write our books because I'm, we represent cultures that we are not from those cultures one. Mm-hmm. And not putting out uh, anything like stereotypes or anything that is, uh, they would get rid culture or that group of people. And so that was something I did. And with Paper, Paper is a Puerto Rican heroine. I'm not Puerto Rican. Actually, is not Puerto Rican. So we reached out to two Puerto Rican beta readers. We actually found them through TikTok. And they beta read and gave us a lot of feedback on how we could improve the story and Paper's character. And we were able to use their feedback to make the book a whole lot better. And use
1: more of their culture in it. Yeah. yeah.
2: And they are both happy with what we came out with the book. So, and we are really happy we were able to represent them well in that because, like, one of the better readers put us like they could relate to paper because one they're also Puerto Rican and then two they have like the struggles that PayPal went through. They kind of went through the same struggles, so to see themselves represented in the book was something that they were really happy about.
0: Yeah, I love that. I mean, I love that you both are. I'm using your resources, whether it's ARC readers, beta readers, Reddit, like that's so creative in getting that real-time feedback from people who have lived that life, who have that experience. And it sounds like really with your series in general, it, you're trying to get to some of those harder topics to talk about. So why not go to people that have experienced it to tell the story even better, which is incredible. So... Thank you. Do you draw storylines from reality or fantasies or daydreaming? All three. (laughs) Definitely you. So the first four,
1: the first, well, it is the first four books, but it's books one, three, and four in the Shatter Cove series. They're siblings. And so it's really like this one major traumatic event, plus their childhood that was traumatic. But to see how it shaped them all differently and how that trauma impacted them and how it manifests in their day-to-day life as adults Mm -hmm. was based on my own family and childhood. Because I wanted, you know, I was like, we've all been through the same things. We've all experienced it differently though. And it manifests in our life differently. And so it was really a chance to explore that. So yeah, that's where the reality comes in. Mm -hmm. But then I do a ton of daydreaming, like all the time, especially. (laughs) So that's why Marcus drives. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You take over. <laughs> exactly. Listening to music most of the time, you know, I'll get stories and ideas and things like that. And yeah, or ideas just like, oh, I wonder if this would happen. And well, what if this happened and,
0: and things like that? Or wouldn't it be cool to
1: see that? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I think daydreaming equals a writer. I think those two just go hand in hand.
2: Yeah. And sometimes like like we'll get ideas from like friends and family, different going on or like you go to the store and then something happens and you like you know get an idea so what if we pair this person that person in the book how are they going to think people
0: about watching it?
1: yeah
0: yep <laughs> i hear that my husband and i are big people watchers <laughs> so i get it <laughs> well thank you both so much i do have one final question where can we buy your books we really want to know where they are so that way we can read them <laughs>
1: First, thank you so much for
2: having us on and, and doing this interview with us. All our books are wide. And so like them on Amazon, all the retailers, if you have a subscription to Script, our books are available on Script also. So you can read them on there. And then our books are available on all the libraries. We use distributors, library distributors. So yeah, all the library all places, on, yeah, yeah, you can get our books over there. Or if you go to our website, amqc.com slash books, you can get our books over there. And then um, if, you some want, that are free. if you want to see any of our books free, three books that are free. One is called A, a Fallen Star. Which is
1: book one in the, the Shari Shari
2: Shari Shari. series. Yeah. And then if you go to com slash free you see all the books that are free on there. You can get them from the stores that you get books from.
0: Oh, awesome. It sounds like you're all across all different platforms and libraries and everything. All the good things. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Well, thank you both again so much not only for today and our conversation but also just for writing such important topics and with a little bit of spice into it so keep doing amazing work and thank you for your time thank Thank you you. want to learn more about the world of writers subscribe to the nature of authors on your favorite podcast platform have a burning question you'd like to ask upcoming guests reach out at www.chrissyholm.com i'm chrissy holm and until next time keep reading, writing, spending time in nature, and dreaming up new worlds, my friend.